Hey everyone, welcome to the Pillars of Health podcast with Libertas PT. This is the podcast where we talk about all the things that make you a balanced human. So we consider the pillars of health to be fitness, family, faith, finances, and your feelings. So today is more of a fitness thing, um, but it kind of actually feeds into all the things because we are going to talk today about magnesium and selenium. And you really can't have a family if you are super low in magnesium and selenium, because they are crucial to fertility. So um, I have a lot of people that I treat that are supplementing with one or the other. And so let me just say that this podcast is not at all medical advice. This is absolutely just information for you because sometimes it's hard to decide what do we need? What do we not need? Um, you can get blood work done and sometimes your levels are within normal limits, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're within optimal limits. So I am not recommending either of these supplements, but I just want you to know what they do, why we need them, and we're going to go from there. So um, if you're watching this on video, it is a gloomy day today. And so I have my little like light set up and I have a chart because there's so much information. So if you see me kind of looking around, sorry about that. But if you're just listening to it, then none of that bothers you. So let's just get into it. So what are magnesium and selenium? Um, they are essential minerals that play an important role in the production of hormones um, that are needed for sexual function, fertility, strength, athletic performance, all the things. Selenium actually itself is very, very important for immunity. Um, we need it for thyroid hormone metabolism, DNA synthesis, and protection from oxidative damage and infection. So when we get damage on our cells, our cells will work, work, work to repair them and you need selenium for that. So let's kind of talk about what selenium does to your body. And then we'll wrap the podcast up with all the different kinds of magnesium, because there are so many different kinds. And I want to really point you guys in the right direction. If you do decide to talk to your medical provider and you do decide to do some supplementation on your own, because a lot of them do different things. And so it's good to know. So selenium, a deficiency in selenium, what does that look like? Well, first it's going to cause some infertility. Um, if you are not in childbearing age or want or need, then you might notice actually more muscle weakness, fatigue, brain fog, hair loss, because remember the selenium is working with the thyroid. So if you have thyroid issues, there might be an underlying selenium issue, um, a weakened immune system, all of that. I could not find anything that says selenium should not be paired with other things. You know, sometimes you can't take supplements together, um, but I didn't find that with selenium. And so I think that's kind of an exciting thing. Um, you don't have to really worry about necessarily timing or mixing it, but as always talk with your physician, I'm going to say that probably a million times, but know that that's what I mean all the time. So how do you get selenium? Um, Brazil nuts are actually the best way. I don't know about you. We don't eat a lot of Brazil nuts at my house. Um, but they say, you know, four to six Brazil nuts, even just a couple times a week will give you the amount of selenium you need different seafoods, organ meats, dairy. Um, we actually, do a lot of organ meats at our house. I can't get the girls to eat them, but we supplement with them. Um, we get the desiccated organs and that has worked really, really well. And I have to say, knock on whatever we, I don't think my kids have been sick. I don't know the last time Josh and I were sick. So, um, I do think that there is immunity component with 
having a healthy diet. I've tried every possible way to cook organ meats and I cannot choke them down. So if you guys know any good recipes that let me know, send them my way. I'm happy to try them. We get organs from hunting and all kinds of stuff. So let me know. Um, so with selenium, it's necessary, but also you can get too much. So let's say you're just pounding Brazil nuts every day. Some symptoms of too much selenium would be nausea, nail discoloration, nail brittleness, hair loss. Again, it seems like your hair is going to fall out no matter what you do. Fatigue, irritability, and bad breath. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because, um, you know, this is the same thing like keto is known for really bad breath. Um, so if you have some nasty breath and dirty nails and your hair's falling out, it might be worth getting some blood work and see what's going on with you. Um, but the cool thing about selenium is selenium is needed to activate glutathione and glutathione is our main antioxidant enzyme. And so that's, what's going to protect you from inflammation. That's, what's going to help your cells recover. So let's say you're supplementing with a ton of glutathione. It might, if you're low in selenium, you might just be spending money on supplements for no reason. Um, and so selenium has also been shown in research to help protect against heavy metals from like mercury and lead. And so um, we'll do a podcast eventually about parasite cleanses, but you know, parasites can hold up to 10 times their body weight in heavy metals. So if you've done a parasite cleanse or you know you've had parasites, if you have Lyme, if you have um, any sort of tick disease, if you've had an issue in the past, with, you know, having pinworms as a kid, or, you know, something like that. Parasites love to hold on to heavy metals. And so selenium can help during that detox, um, help protect against the heavy metals. Um, also, if you're injecting supplements into your body, um, whether, you know, if it's like medically necessary, people were getting shots a lot in the past few years, there are heavy metals in a lot of those um, to stabilize. So if you had an issue with mercury or lead in the past, selenium might be helpful. So, um, that is it on selenium. Let's talk about magnesium because they kind of go hand in hand. They magnesium, zinc, and selenium are those essential minerals that play a role in hormones and sexual function, fertility, stuff like that. So, um, we already know that zinc is big for immunity. Um, we've talked about that the past couple of years, quite a bit with the pandemic, um, but magnesium, I feel like everyone just uses it for constipation. You know, you're like, oh, well, take some magnesium, you know, take an Epsom salt bath, but magnesium is really important for, for lots of things. I mean, it balances your muscles. So you need it for your heart, your kidneys, all kinds of things. So, um, what does it mean when you're low in magnesium? Um, nausea, constipation, headaches, muscle cramps, mostly in the night. So you're getting those like Charlie horses. Um, that's from magnesium, sometimes numbness and tingling in your hands and just body weakness. So I will say I see a lot in vegans. Um, if they get numbness and tingling in their hands, sometimes that's a B12 deficiency. Um, but actually magnesium pairs really well with B12 and vitamin D. You, it can, can become a little bit easier to absorb if you take it with vitamin D and B12. Now, if you're taking those together and you start noticing um, bladder irritation or, you know, you're just peeing out like Gatorade, it looks like, then you're probably peeing out a lot of your B vitamins. B vitamins can be really irritating to the bladder. So that's just something to think about. Typically, I would say um, I personally take magnesium, my D and my B12 in the evening, because then I'm, you know, 
going to go to sleep. I want that muscle relaxation. Um, D will help with magnesium and, you know, bones and all the things. So that's when I take it that way. I'm not like going through my day and just peeing, peeing, peeing all day. So that's something to think about. Um, you should not mix magnesium if you are taking calcium and zinc. I found some research on that. Um, so again, it's all about timing as always, like I've said before, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what I do and what research says. So what are foods high in magnesium nuts? So nuts are like, you know, if you can handle nuts, Brazil nuts are your selenium, almonds, cashews, pumpkin seeds are great for magnesium. Um, if you have a nut allergy, you can also get some from dark chocolate, bread, rice, yogurt, bananas, different meats, um, you know, meats, especially organ meats. I mean, they are really the power punch for some of these essential minerals and things you need for amino, amino acids. Um, that's really the way to go. We, we kind of avoid almonds and cashews in my house, do some, some food allergies. Um, I did not know this about pumpkin seeds. So we're going to start slamming some pumpkins seeds. Um, we grew some this year, so we'll see if we get any from that. Um, if you get too much magnesium, I think everyone has done that. I have been guilty of this. You're going to get diarrhea. And, and a lot of times like it, you know, when I'm like titating it for my kids or myself, I think like, okay, I'm going to take this much magnesium for a week, see how I do. Then I'm going to take a little bit more. And then I like go to the point where I have diarrhea, then I back off. Um, that kind of is like, okay, your body needs this much. You're pooping once or twice a day, but it's solid. But if you start having loose poops, you're pooping multiple times a day. That is too much magnesium. Um, being really tired, muscle weakness, low blood pressure, abnormal heart palpitations. That is when you get too much magnesium. So um, I, it's good to just kind of like, you know, check in with yourself. If you start any new supplement or any new vitamin or anything like that, just kind of see how you're feeling. So the thing about magnesium though, is there's so many different kinds and they all do different things. Um, so we're going to kind of talk about the different kinds of magnesium and what you should do um, or what to think about if you're going to take some. And then in the show notes, I'll kind of put this chart up um, so you can kind of reference it um, because magnesium is tip is difficult to digest unless it's paired with something. So um, let's just kind of go into that. So magnesium oxide is bonded with oxygen. That is easily digested, but it's not easily absorbed unless it's chelated. And when something is chelated, that means that it is bonded with an amino acid. And so I want you guys to know when you're, when you're shopping, what things mean. So magnesium oxide is bonded with oxygen and you really need it chelated, bonded with another amino acid to absorb it. Um, you digest it well, but you don't absorb it well. So then you're just throwing your money away. So magnesium citrate is bonded with citric acid. So you think like citrus fruits, that one is easily absorbed and it has a pretty big laxid, laxative. Um, uh, what am I thinking? I can't think of the word laxative result. So this, um, a lot of times if you have kidney stones, um, they'll recommend magnesium citrate. Um, it's re really easy to tolerate. Most people can really handle it. And this one kind of also can help just like bring you calm and with anxiety. Um, so that's magnesium citrate. Magnesium lactate is bonded with lactic acid. So this is the magnesium that they're really using in food additives. So if you like see like cereals or breads and they're fortified with magnesium, 
it's typically magnesium lactate. And most people aren't buying this over the counter to take. Um, it's really more for food. But if it's something that you tolerate really well, you absolutely could. Um, it's just not a common one that I find that people are supplementing with. It's just that's the kind of magnesium that's in food. So magnesium malate is bonded with malic acid and that is occurs naturally in fruits and wines. It's kind of like the sour taste. So if you're ever taking a magnesium supplement in a, like a powder form and it's a little sour, a lot of times it's got that malic acid. So it's malate. Um, it's very easily absorbed. It has a less laxative effect, which can be nice. Um, and this one is really recommended for people with chronic pain or chronic fatigue syndrome that have a hard time getting in to that deeper sleep. Um, so fibromyalgia, they tend to do really well with magnesium malate. Magnesium taurate is bonded with taurine and magnesium taurate is actually really cool. I did not know this until researching for this podcast is that Taurine and magnesium together can help regulate blood sugar and support healthy blood pressure. So that might be something to talk to your doctor about if that's a struggle for you, high blood pressure or abnormal blood sugar is magnesium taurate might be, you know, something really, really helpful and pretty natural. And I'm always here for the natural alternatives when we can. I think the most common that I see is um, magnesium glycinate which is bonded with glycine and glycine is an amino acid that's needed for protein construction. So again, amino acids really in meat, um, we absolutely need those. So magnesium glycinate has that amino acid in it. And this one is used a lot for anxiety, insomnia, muscle spasms, stuff like that. Um, I find that it's kind of in the middle for a laxative effect. Um, but it's always kind of worth playing with. You tend to absorb it pretty well because it's got that amino acid already. Um, and then the, my least favorite one is magnesium sulfate because it's bonded with sulfur. And if you have ever taken magnesium sulfate, you will get sulfur gas. And you know, I, that's really not pleasant. Um, people, people notice if you're taking magnesium sulfate, but this is the one it's really absorbed through your skin the best. So this is Epsom salt, the topical, the magnesium lotions, stuff like that. That's magnesium sulfate. So I joke about it not being my, being my least favorite. That's because I have taken it orally before and you don't keep doing it. <laughs> Hope that's not TMI, but that's what this podcast is. I mean, I'm just telling you what's up. So, um, that kind of breaks it down between magnesium, selenium, what's what. I think it's always good to just know what our bodies need, what we're made of. You know, everything in our diet right now is really synthetic. I was um, listening to a guy the other day that does a lot of research on the American diet and they find that 60 to 70% of our diet right now is synthetic. And I just can't help but think that that's why, you know, we're having we're so sick and we're constantly getting blasted with electromagnetic waves and all the things. And so we need, we need the amino acids. We need to balance ourselves out. Um, the male fertility rate has dropped significantly in the past few years. I don't know if you guys are interested at all in that. Um, look at the American sperm count. Um, it's dropped a lot. And I think a lot of that has to do with our diet and the things that we are constantly putting in our body that we don't even realize there's a lot of hormone disruptors out there. Um, and so I just want you guys to know your options and be well and be healthy.
So this wraps up the magnesium and selenium podcast. I hope you guys got some great information out of it. As always, let me know if there is anything that you want covered on the podcast. I will try to always hop on and do things that I talk with people a lot about um, just because, you know, sometimes you don't know who to ask and I enjoy trying to make things as easy to understand as possible. And I enjoy looking these things up because I have littles and I want them to someday, you know, if they choose be fertile and have babies and be healthy and live a long time. So we're all just in this together, right? So have a good day, guys.